Hey everybody, I wanna give you a gift before we dive in. If you're at the beginning of your content marketing journey or if you've been doing it a while but it's not working as well as you want and you feel like something is missing, I wanna give you a roadmap to help you get more ROI out of your content. This is my blog remix method and it's a shortcut to go from one blog to dozens of pieces of content in less than 60 minutes. Even if you have webinars, podcasts, and video content, you can take the transcripts and follow the guidelines in the exact same way. It's a great resource. It's free. You should have it. If you haven't downloaded it already, grab it right now at justinsimon.co slash remix. If you're listening to this podcast feed, you can click the link right below and download it. Get it, read it, apply it. It takes you step-by-step step to get more value out of your blog content and get it in front of your audience. So grab the guide, get a blog, and get it running. That's my blog remix method, and it's free at justinsimon.co slash remix. Hey, everybody. Before we get started, I want to thank my friends at Hatch for producing this episode. You can get unlimited podcast editing and strategy for one flat rate by visiting hatch.fm. All right, let's get in the show. Welcome to Distribution First, the show where we flip content marketing on its head and focus on what happens after you hit publish. Each week I share playbooks, motivations, stories, and strategies to help you repurpose and distribute your content because you deserve to get the most out of everything you create. Five angles for endless content. In today's episode of Distribution First, we're gonna be talking about how to create five pieces of content from one single idea and why we struggle to get more out of a single piece of content. And finally, a basic posting schedule to help you get started as you are trying to get more out of the things you create. So let's dive into this. If you are anything like me, you've got tons of great content on your hands maybe even more content than you know what to do with. And yet it's so easy to jump onto the next project and to leave all of that old content, quote unquote, behind as we're trying to create new things. I struggle with this even in my own content strategy. It's so easy to create and move on. We've just been conditioned to do that, that it's hard to get the most out of the things we're creating. But if creating content is the biggest time suck in a week, which I know for a lot of people it is outside of things like meetings and other things like that, but of the things you're actually doing, creating new content is a time suck. And if creating content is the biggest time suck in your week, you wanna be able to get as much mileage out of that piece of content as possible. If you are spending hours researching, analyzing, trying to figure it out, who to hit with this piece of content, what matters, and then spending even more time writing, creating, shooting, editing, all of those pieces of content, you're doing yourself and you're doing your content a disservice not to get the most out of that content. Unfortunately, you might not know where to start or how to remix those ideas quickly, and it gets even worse when everything becomes an option. There are tons of reasons why marketers fail to get content out of a single idea. And before we jump into the framework and how you can get five different angles off of one piece of content, I'd want to discuss why we struggle so badly with repurposing to begin with. What are some of the main reasons why we don't get more out of the content 
that we are creating. And the first one is we're not sure what to repurpose first. A lot of the folks that I talk to and a lot of the people that I interact with, they have tons of content. Like I mentioned, we have no problem creating gobs and gobs of content. I'm sure even throughout the beginning of this year, you have already created content that you've moved on from. (laughs) So I'm sure there's content that you created in January and February that you've already forgotten about because your eyes are already set on Q2, Q3, Q4 and what you're going to be creating there. And so before we jump ahead into the next quarter, and I know it's so tempting before we hop into what's coming ahead, take some time, set aside some time to conduct a content audit, even a small one, so you can know what's working and so you can know what isn't working. And what this allow will allow you to do is pick the best content either by performance, so the most popular content that you have or that you've created, or pick the content that fits around a particular theme or a message or a piece of thought leadership that you want to get out into the world, but maybe it's not something that you got a ton of traffic around. So those are the two buckets that I would think about when I start to think about auditing some of the content. So go back into Q1 and look at your best performing content. What were the best pieces that you put out from a performance perspective and and write those down? And then from that same idea, go back to Q1 and look at What were those thought leadership pieces? And maybe there's overlap between those two things, but what are those thought leadership pieces that you can create, relook at and create something new off of? Take those two buckets and that's going to give you a good starting point when you're not sure what to repurpose first. So reason number two, you're worried about regurgitating the same information over and over again. Said another way, you are worried about repeating yourself. You're worried about sounding like you are repeating yourself. And I say this all the time, but it's so true. You will be bored of your message way faster than your audience will be. And by the time you start getting bored of your message, your audience is just starting to catch on with what you're trying to say. I have experienced this so often in my career as a marketer is we get obsessed with a particular idea or particular thought we want to get into the marketplace. But as soon as we say it once or twice, we get bored with it. We've spent so much time internally debating these ideas and talking about these topics and trying to figure out what's the best way to talk about it. Sometimes those conversations have been happening for months internally, but externally, they have never heard of this idea. So we launch it, we we get out there, we start to put it out there, and we're already bored of it before we've even written one social post or one email. We're already sick of talking about this idea, we're tired of it, and we need to rally against that internally. That's bad marketing. We need to do a much better job of long-term getting that that message out there and not being worried about repeating yourself and not being worried about feeling like we're regurgitating the same information over and over again to our audience. Because your audience will tell you one way or the other. They'll either leave or you'll stop gaining an audience. You will figure out whether or not the message you're hitting is resonating. And if it is resonating, you owe it to your company, you owe it to yourself, and you owe it to your customers and your audience 
to keep giving them the information that they want. I never in a million years thought that anyone would care about repurposing and distribution as much as they have. And somehow I've been talking about this for a year and a half to two years and people are still interested. I can't believe it. You know what I mean? And so it's just one of those things where don't be worried about repeating yourself. Don't be worried about talking about the same thing. I think the people who become your diehard fans in your audience want to learn those things. They want to learn how to get better in those areas. They want you to be able to teach them to do that. The problem is so often we get worried about talking about something and moving on. All right. Reason number three, we want to make sure it's worth the extra effort. We want to be able to prove out that repurposing this content, that taking the one thing we made and cutting it up into a bunch of different things, that takes a lot of time. We wanna be able to prove that that's worth the effort of doing that. If you haven't yet, go listen to the episode I had with Jess Cook on the repurposing multiplier. That episode is gold for this. Figuring out how to set up the repurposing multiplier at your company so you can measure the impact of your repurposed content. As a short TLDR of the repurposing multiplier, essentially it's a way to measure the impact you're having with that content. So if you post a blog post and it gets 100 views over a given time period, let's say it gets 100 views in the the month, but you're able to tag and track and understand all the other things that you also cut up, the videos, the clips for social, the emails, and all of that effort got you a 1,000 views in total. Well, you have a 10x multiplier on that repurposed content and being able to use that as a benchmark and track that month over month, quarter over quarter is going to be huge to be able to actually show that, hey, yes, we can't always say that this social post drove you know, a download or it drove uh, somebody to come by But we can show, look at all the impact we're having. If we didn't spend the time repurposing and distributing this content, we would have 100 views instead of 1,000 views. And so being able to show that over time is a great way to track and make sure that the way you are repurposing content is actually being able to prove that it's worth the effort that you're putting into it. And finally, reason number four, you don't want to make a mistake. And this one is so true to my heart. As an Enneagram 3, shout out to anybody who knows about the Enneagram, I do not want to fail. I never want to fail. I'm sure maybe you feel that same way too. You don't want to put something out there and have it not work out. You want everything to be nice and tight into the book. But so often, especially with repurposing distribution, we're looking for a playbook that doesn't exist. This is not an exact science. This is not something that you can just line up for X company and it's going to work for Y company because there are way too many factors that go into a proper repurposing and distribution playbook. And so I can promise you one thing, something will get screwed up somewhere in your repurposing and your distribution efforts. It just will. You're going to post something that doesn't land. You're going to send an email that doesn't tie in. You're going to forget to do something. It's going to happen, but that's okay. Don't let those things stop you from learning how to do it. Because if there's one thing that I've figured out the more that I've done this is that in order to actually start to build and get traction on these things, you have to actually do it. You have to do it with your audience. You have to be able to cut up your content and figure out how to do that and share that out with your specific audience 
because how your audience engages with something is not going to be even how your competitor's audience engages with it. It's just different. How those things interact and how people interact with your content is totally different from company to company, from vertical to vertical and horizontal to horizontal. All those things are totally different depending on how you market your company. And so there's going to be a ton of trial and error. There's going to be a ton of figuring things out. But don't let the fact that, hey, I might make a mistake, I might you know send this thing wrong, or I might cut up this piece of content not the right way, or I might not write this thing in a particular way that makes sense. Don't worry about it. Figure out how to do it, ship some stuff, get it out there, and continue to learn from it. I don't want you to have all of these things tripping you up. Hopefully, you know, you got some good ideas to be able to clean some of those things up and not have those things hold you back from repurposing your content. But I also want to get into a framework to help you get more out of the content that you're creating. And again, there are a ton of these. I have a ton of these. If you've been on my newsletter, if you followed me long enough, you've gotten enough of these over <laughs> over the time. But for this one, I want to talk through, it's a five-part framework that essentially has a few different angles that you can use to take one piece of content and turn those into five different pieces of content. And then at the end, I'll kind of walk through what that might look like from a posting schedule perspective. So let's take a look at this in action. And I want to pretend in this instance that we are a fitness coach and we want to talk about the importance of stretching before a workout. Maybe you wrote an entire blog post that talks about why it's important to stretch before a workout. The first part of this framework, the first angle that we're going to create is called the why. And it's pretty self-explanatory. The first piece of content simply breaks down why that thing is important. Why is stretching important? So your job in that why post is to explain to the reader why they should learn what you are explaining. What benefits come with learning how to do this? And what type of transformation can they experience by doing that? That's the why. That's the big picture behind the thing. So if you're talking about a blog post and stretching, there's typically a piece of the blog post that's going to give some of those high-level benefits or sort of talk about the transformation as to why. Tease those things out into a single post that you can put on social media and share the why behind the topic that you're talking about. The second thing you want to talk about is the how. So we talked about the why. Now we're going to give the steps on how. You are going to dive into actually show how it gets done. In this example, you might show an actual simple pre-workout stretching routine. You might take some pictures, create a carousel, and show here's the five stretches you want to do before you do any workout routine or before you go running if it's a specific thing. So you're talking about why it's important, and then you're going to actually break down and show how to get that done. The third angle in this framework is examples. Now that you've shown them why, now that you've talked through how to do it, you want to help people get an idea of how this actually works and give some inspiration to show them how they can get that done. If we're using this fitness example, you could show specific exercises or even show examples of fitness or stretching routines that maybe professional athletes use. And again, take this for, for how you can spin it in your own examples for your own content. Every business has some sort of examples that they can show for what good looks like. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying in this third angle, you're trying to show examples of what actual 
success looks like and how somebody can actually envision themselves being successful doing that thing. The fourth angle, this is a classic, and I'm sure you see this angle all over the content that you consume, mistakes. There is something that can always go wrong, (laughs) and what you can do with the mistakes angle is give your audience what you've learned or what you've experienced by some of the mistakes that you've had. And what this does is it helps people avoid those same mistakes. And so we've already kind of talked about some of those things earlier in this podcast when I talked about the ways that people fail to repurpose content. I talked about some of those mistakes that I've had. So if we put ourselves back in the fitness coach mindset here, you could tell a story about how you or somebody you know or a client got injured and what the results were because they didn't properly stretch before they worked out. Number five is resources. And there are two parts to this resources angle. You can create a resource or create a tools list. So you can take your original content and turn that into an infographic or a checklist or a template, something like that. Or you can focus on the tools that you use and listing out your favorite tools and recommending what other folks should use. Again, if we look at our fitness instructor and we envision ourselves as trying to help people stretch, maybe there are particular tools, particular pieces of equipment that people could use to stretch better. Being able to list those out as a resource to be able to stretch better is going to give you yet another angle to be able to talk about stretching. And so you can see it's kind of an obscure example, but hopefully it helps you see like within just a few minutes here, I was able to take a simple, broad topic of stretching before a workout and coming up with five completely different angles to talk about that. So to break that down, number one was the why. We're talking about why stretching is important, the benefits of doing that, why you should incorporate it before you just go work out. Number two is the how. We're talking about how you can actually go forth and stretch and exercises that you can use and actually showing somebody how to do that. Number three is the examples. We're going to now pull from the best of the best and show examples of what good stretching looks like, good posture, any of those type of things. And we're going to be able to show that in the third angle. Fourth is mistakes. We're going to walk through and show kind of the devastating results that can happen if you don't stretch. And again, that's tying back into the why and the how and the examples. And then the fifth one is resources. Now that we've showed you why it's important, how to do it in a couple examples, we're going to give you all the resources you need to be able to do that successfully. And so you can see within five different angles, I was able to pull that out and tell a story around why that's important. And so this can be a very powerful framework. You can use it for just about any piece of content you create. And I love using this for everything from social media posts to email campaigns to even building this into a newsletter series where you might talk about week one is the why, week two is the how, week three is examples and really building up around a particular idea. And so to put this into into real action, I think a most simple way is probably social media. You might have a blog post that you're trying to repurpose into maybe some more micro bits of content. And so Just follow this schedule for every day of the week and you could come up with a really good series of content throughout any given week that 
builds upon itself and really tells a story for your audience. So day one, you're talking about the why. Day two, you're talking about the how. Day three, you're covering examples. Day four, you're covering the mistakes. Day five, you're writing about the resources. And then if you want a cherry on top, day six, you could create a post, a video, a podcast, etc., that covers all of these topics and encompass them into one thing. And this is a great way to get validation around an idea as well. If you want, rather than starting with something big and cutting it up into these areas, start with an idea and write your social posts first. Write a week's worth of posts on the why and the how and examples and resources and see how your audience engages with them, see what questions they have, and then take that and repurpose it into a bigger piece of content. Take that and repurpose it into a podcast episode. Repurpose that into a blog post. Repurpose it into a video where you break down all these things. And by doing that, you'll get validation. You'll be able to create a better post and you'll have a ton of content that you can then pull off, repurpose, cut up moving forward as well. So I hope that this was a good episode for you and really broke down a lot of the areas that I like to look at and different angles that you can use when you're creating different pieces of content. The goal of the show is to help you distribute more of your content, get more of that stuff out there. And I hope this episode is able to help you do that. Until next week, I will talk to you later. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Distribution First. And thank you for listening all the way through. I appreciate you so, so much. And I hope you're able to apply what you learned in this episode one way or another into your content strategy as well. Speaking of strategy, we have a lot of things going on this year that are going to help you build your brand, 10x your content, and transform the way you do content marketing. Make sure to subscribe to the show and sign up for my newsletter at justinsimon.co so you don't miss a thing. I look forward to serving you in the next episode as well. And until then, take care and I'll see you next time.